Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Belly to Belly. Bill Kenny here, and today we have a, a really cool topic, and it's all about uh, uh, trade show exhibitor preparation. And I'm joined by Joel Roy from Creative Dimensions. Hi, Joel. Hey, Bill. How are you today? Fantastic. It's great to have you with us. And uh, you know, this topic—it's—it's it's something that um, it just seems like such an amazing issue. I, I think of when I think about preparation, I think of uh, what did Woody Allen say? He said 80% of life is showing up. And, um, and you think about, you know, um, I, I actually was talking to a very big uh, exhibitor, large uh, enterprise company that exhibits all the time, uh, not that long ago. And I asked them, you know, how do they define success? And, and just to give context, in this company, there's no sort of event department. Every, you know, sort of people have other functions and then they, you know, they also sort of manage the trade show presence, but they bring 30 people to a trade show. So they invest tons and tons and tons of money into this. Um, but, uh, you know, they really struggled with how do they measure success, which I thought was amazing. And I said, do you, is, you know, do you feel relief when you, you actually just arrive? Is that just the fact that you got there with all the materials and you got the printing done at the end and all that kind of stuff? Is that, is that some measure of success? And they said, yes, which seems like, you know, it, it, you've totally missed the, the whole opportunity. And I guess when you start thinking about, you know, preparation for trade shows, what are some of the things that come to mind for you when you think about, you know, that the, the keys for an exhibitor? Well, as a trade show organizer slash designer slash builder, there's a lot of parts involved. You know, I mean, our job is to make the process as painless as possible. Uh, it comes with the client vision, really. I mean, we need to do a discovery, pro go through a whole discovery process with them, learn what it is that they're trying to achieve. Uh, what is their look? How are they going to go through the process? How are they measuring that show? Uh, and, and, you know, understand what the end game is going in. Uh, you know, typically we're going to have what we call a discovery meeting, uh, and it's going to talk about all of those things. And, and our job is to do as much or as little as that client wants us to do. Some people are savvy and they want hands on and, and they're going to go there and they're going to take on the world and set it up and be ready for that show. And some people want to sleep in and show up at the booth that day and everything's all set for them. So I will say in COVID right now, though, coming out of it, a lot of companies have lost their staff. And so they're going to probably be relying on us a lot more. Uh, we have, we also are short of staff. However, I, you know, that's something that we've been talking about in the industry in some of our, our calls and our, you know, meetings with everybody comparing notes. And they're just saying that people need to expect it to be different than it used to be. So I don't know if, if that answers your question, Bill. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm thinking about the, the individual exhibitor. And, and so uh, I think a little bit of what you talked about was sort of how, how you prepare them. But what are, from the exhibitor's perspective, when you think about, you know, what are the, what are the, the keys, you know, for example, how important is it to consider who the customer is uh, and, and, and sort of de designing things around, as you said, the outcome, but quite often it's a business development related outcome. So what is the, I guess, when you think about um, 
you know, the, the preparation, um, you know, are there some specific things around uh, sort of prospect identification and whatnot that, that you consider in terms of uh, preparing for a trade show? Yeah, I, I think it, there's a lot of shows out there. You can be at a show that's the perfect target or you can be at one that might not hit it right. So mm -hmm. I think it's incumbent on them to understand their product and go out and research the best show for them. Uh, that gives them a fighting chance going in. They have to also decide how they want to measure what they're doing. Um, I mean, obviously, with social media these days and everything else, uh, some some pre-event touches are maybe a lot easier than they used to be. Uh, so knowing, identifying those customers, knowing who they are, reaching out to them ahead of time. I think if you are, if they plan to set up meetings at the show or in the booth, it's going to raise their level of success versus just kind of sitting and hoping. Um, but being in that target market is going to help that happen. And, you know, what we're seeing is that a lot of people going to the shows are more of the decision makers than they used to be. It used to be a lot more of a party. Mm. Everyone would go and it's like, hey, I went to the show and let's go to the pool. Um, but I think the people that are going now, people are spending the money. They're taking their people offline. They're either manning their booth or and or going and hunting for people at shows. And those people are more specific than ever, I, I believe. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So I, what I heard are a couple of things. One is uh, it's really success starts with so show selection and Correct. making sure you're, um, if we were going to analogize this with fishing as an example, um, you got to make sure your hook's in the right water, right? And and because uh, yeah. we have to go where the fish are. Um, and then uh, you talked about having uh, clear outcomes that you're looking for and a, and a process to measure those outcomes. Uh, and then in, in between that is really the, the preparation of, of whether it's the people or the um, or the, um, the, the exhibiting uh, uh, collateral and, and exhibit uh, booth and so on, uh, which obviously is your area of expertise. But uh, are there, did I sort of summarize that? Yeah, I, again, I think getting them to the booth is the key, right? That's, that's your home base. That's where you're going to have your information. That's where you're going to have your face-to-face -face meeting. And I think getting ready for that now, Technology in a booth can be really important to be able to have them there and capture that three to five minutes with them. I mean, a lot of times you don't get much more than that. If you can get someone to actually sit down more than that in a booth, it's, it's actually a, a big win. Uh, so I think that getting them and having your story dialed in, that elevator speech type thing that you get your message across um, as quickly and as efficiently as possible is really key. Mm, no, that's really good. So is, um, in, I guess to that end, um, in terms of uh, pre-setting meetings and whatnot, are you seeing that as also a place to prepare? So getting certain target customers to come to the booth and have them set up for specific times and whatnot? Yeah, absolutely. Again, it raises your odds of having a, a fruitful uh, meeting. A mm. lot of times, we actually exhibit, we're an, we're an exhibit builder, but we, we actually exhibit. And one of the more frustrating things that happens is you're in your booth and the person you want to meet with 
is looming over someone's shoulder who you're talking to randomly, where if you know that meeting is there and it's booked and someone walks up, you can say to them, you know, nicely, hey, this is great. I have about five minutes till Bill shows up. And at that point, I'm going to need to, to go focus with him because he set a meeting with me. So it's sure. a, not an uncomfortable try to get away from them on the show floor. Um, it's more just more regimented and, and more professional. Right. And in, in terms of, you know, obviously there's the hardware and there's the logistics and there's so many, you know, sort of elements of uh, executing um, an exhibit well. How about team in terms of preparing the team? Obviously, in some cases, uh, companies are going with very big teams, but, uh, you know, is it normal that sort of one person, let's say, is in, in charge generally? Um, and then uh, how do they best prepare uh, the rest of the team that's going? I've witnessed team meetings in the booth, the morning of the booth, an hour before the show. And there, I've seen it from three people to 33 people. And it's very specific if it's going to be successful. It's going to be, you know, what are what is everybody wearing today? How many people are in the booth at a time? How are you covering all of the sides of the booth? Uh, where is the workstation? And, and it's total protocol review, let's call it, on, on site. If you are taking a lunch break, generally people have a, a schedule posted. So you go to that booth and you know from 9 to 11 you're working and at 11 to 12 you're at lunch and at one, you're back. And it, 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 if it's just haphazard and people are kind of sloppy and kind of hanging around the booth, it presents that same attitude. People come in, they say, God, these guys, they're sloppy. Yeah, right. And, and it, I, do I really want to go talk to that guy that's on his phone at, at the main reception area? And so there is a lot of booth etiquette, a lot of booth, booth protocol that is super, super important rather than just, hey, people show up there and hang out. Hmm. How are there some things, you know, I, I would guess there are some things that companies can do before they get to the venue uh, or the site to uh, prepare the team in the, in the weeks before the event. Are there some suggestions you have there? Again, I think in the world of Zoom or whatever you hmm. want to call it, Microsoft meetings, it's ideal. I mean, before I used to be on a conference call and you never know what someone's doing on the other end of that call, but it's, it's the same thing. It's review. Um, it's repeat the message over and over so that everyone is clear. Um, and, and absolutely. I mean, you're making a huge investment to go to these shows, you know, between the time, between the flights, between the per diems, between the hotels, all of that. Um, you have to make it efficient. And so, all of that pre-meeting is 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 huge in in making it a success. Cool, cool. And um, yeah, it's funny. One uh, organization that we saw recently um, w was actually really remarkable at how much their team had a sort of a common theme. Uh, and if you asked any one of their team members what the value proposition of their product was. Um, it, you'd hear the exact same thing. And, mm -hmm. and it, it was so well uh, probably scripted in practice that, um, you know, it was just, it, it really made you feel like, to your point, they had a lot on the ball. They were, um, yeah, they were there to 
uh, be successful and and, uh, and 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 knew what their company was about, which was uh, so often you ask that question of five people and you'll get five really different answers. And no, a good leader is going to reinforce that message and make sure that everybody's on the same page. Hmm. Uh, and and I, again, Bill, I, I think really it, it has to be, it's not one meeting. It's not a 10 minute meeting before you go. It's, it's probably multiple leading up to it. And then the morning of the final uh, sort of review in the booth space and just making sure everybody's prepared on, on game. Yeah. You know, one of the things that probably, you know, not, talked about enough and certainly at least from what we see not executed uh, well enough is follow-up and and the sort of uh, sort of ongoing communication with prospects post event how do you what are the uh, things that you suggest for companies um, in terms of um, preparing for that making sure that before the event they're set up to be successful from a follow-up standpoint I mean, I think a CRM is vital, first of all. Um, I th think, and we've done it, and I've seen other people do it as well, is to be interacting with them during the show. So they come to your show that morning. Uh, let's just say it's West Coast time. Have somebody back in your office looking at those leads, looking at all the people that came. Send them a message because they're three hours ahead of and that person wakes up in the morning having gotten a thank you for showing up in the booth the day before and, and asking them to stop back. And ultimately, when you get back, just using that same list uh, in a CRM to kind of tag everybody and make sure that the, the messages are, are not superficial either. When that person's in that booth, I think note taking, I call it note taking, however you want to do it, but information gathering uh, to use for later on is vital. I mean, if you get something about where the person lives, something about anything that's sort of like a little buzzword that's going to make them feel like you heard them in that booth, you put it in that CRM and you can refer to it, you know, their, their birthday that they stayed out in California after the show to go to the wine country, whatever it is, use those things to your advantage to, to build that rapport with those people. And I think it's just consistency and using that CRM to help you, you know, do that. Mm. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. And um, in terms of, of measuring results, obviously you've said at the beginning that it's, it starts really with having a clear outcome. Are there some, um, you know, even in, in, with your business, are there some uh, specific goals that, um, that you uh, often look at? Uh, for events in terms of outcomes? I think it's just building the relationships. Hmm. Sure, you're going to get some people that it's the first time they see you. And, and again, to me, get as much as you can to be able to intelligently follow up with them. Um, but mostly it's just to build the relationship beyond. I mean, you're not going to talk business. You're not, not going to talk details in that booth, that, that show, but you're going to set the stage for some kind of follow-up later on and to be diligent in, in, you know, logging your information and gathering your facts and understanding what they're going after and understanding their time frame and understanding their budget as much as you can get out of that. It makes your follow-ups more fruitful. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And uh, uh, before we 
sort of ask you to share a little bit more about Creative Dimensions. Um, any sort of final thoughts on preparation? Are there, you know, in your mind, um, uh, what are the, what are the sort of big keys if you were going to boil it down to, you know, a few a few things? I, I think you started off with, uh, you know, uh, select show selection, uh, and obviously that comes from having really clear targets. But what else would be in your top list? Well, since we are an exhibit design build company, knowing what you want that booth to look like, knowing what you're trying to accomplish in that booth, just like the booth planning in when, when you're, you know, in the booth at the show and, and performing your show services. Um, when you sit with your exhibit house, understand what it is that you want your booth to look like, understand your brand. How do you want to be portrayed what are your materials? What are your graphics? If you have electronics in there, what is being displayed on them? If you're doing a touchscreen or interactive things, how is that working? Know that coming to us as a designer because we're going to be able to give you a better booth. And you're going to spend X amount of dollars on a booth, no matter what. And a lot of times it doesn't cost any more to make it look slightly different. So know your look, get your team on the same page when you're meeting with that exhibit builder, I believe. And it, it helps everybody in the process, it helps the builder, helps your team have you know, uh, a unified vision. And if you can do that, it's gonna make the process that much better. Uh, and then the, ex the exhibit company will talk you through, here are some options, here are some other things you can do. Usually it's a two or three part process going through design where you can change that first design and dial it more in on what you what you want to do, but I think going into that meeting with the exhibit builder, uh, or your show organizer, or your project manager for that uh, exhibit is vital as well to 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 get give you a fighting chance of having them design something that you're going to be happy with. Cool. So maybe broadening that a little bit, then it's really about aligning all of the communication, the the booth presence your collateral, what, how your team communicates, uh, aligning that communication with the target prospects, I, I would guess is probably the sort of the broader view of, the, of that. Of yes, that. 100%, 100%. You know, and, and Bill, like I said earlier, understand how much you as a customer want to be involved in the process or not, hmm. and know your budget going in. Don't make that poor exhibit designer design you the Taj Mahal and then decide that you, you, you want a shanty. I, don't put them through that and don't put yourself through that because then you, you basically go back to start hmm. in the process and it's not fun for anybody. Sure. Sure. So, well, let's, you've kind of segued us a little bit into creative dimensions. Do you want to tell us about creative dimensions? Obviously you've really evolved as a company, uh, uh, you know, during the pandemic, but you had already evolved quite a bit even before the pandemic, but do you want to give us sort of a, an overview? Sure. <laughs> Sure. So we're this year, we're a 35 year old company. Congratulations. We started as two companies. We started as a sign company and an exhibit builder, and we merged together uh, somewhere around 30 years ago. Yeah. And the, the two, the two industries really merged well together. So, you know, in an exhibit, you need signs and, and then the, the customers kind of overlap as well. And that the third part of that is that halfway through our existence, uh, we 
stumbled across HDTV over at ESPN and they had some sets that were more like Broadway theater sets. And they saw what quality we do in the exhibit industry. And they said, hey, wait a minute. Um, this stuff is now showing up more in more detail on television. And we need more of the quality that you build than we do of the old theater style scenic hand painted things. And that led us to get into the, you know, building broadcast elements and then ultimately now studios of which we've won three Emmy Awards for uh, local, uh, regional, but real, just the same. And so that now has become probably 50% of our businesses, these studios, we've become pretty well known. We, we attend the major show. Here we go, like focus show. We go to the NAB show, National Association of Broadcasters. And we have found many customers there. And to your, to the point of earlier, we see all those people in our booth every April, except for this past year. Um, and it just builds those relationships. They're not always ready for, to build their booth today or their studio today, um, but they, they promise they'll call and they do, and they have been more so lately. So we have a sort of this three or four pronged business now of trade show booths, signage, studios and we've actually dabbled in the virtual studio world of creating uh actual put on a, a trade show virtual show um and we've attended them as well which i think a lot of people have done at this point but so we kind of serve a lot of different markets and our, and our customers what's nice is they like it they say hey you do our booth and we can call you for this for an event we can call you for the signage on our building when our branding changes. There's a lot of things that just all dovetail together and it's been wonderful. Hmm. That is great. So um, we'll get you to maybe forecast ahead a little bit. What do you think the next year looks like in the in-person event space? Uh, funny you ask. I just got off an industry call and there is a pent up demand. People are itching to get together. I think it's going to be a little bit of a stumbling out of the blocks. Uh, I think the industry itself is lacking people. A lot of people just have had no work. So they've gone in other directions or they're sitting on the sidelines and have to kind of knock the rust off and get back into the game. Um, and while we kind of rebuild and piece that all back together, people are just itching to go to shows. I think everyone's done with COVID. They're ready to go. Uh, I, I'm seeing hesitation though. There are a lot of exhibitors that are saying, okay, go to the show, but we're going to scale it back a touch because even if we go to the show, we're not sure that people are going to show up yet where they are very, very confident that come springtime and 2022, that it's going to be a catch up for lost time kind of industry. And everyone's going to be just loving the fact that we're back, back in the game. Yeah, it's, it's actually interesting to hear you say that. I was listening to a, a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and um, uh, it was a, a, a lady who's a demographer was talking about, uh, she studies big, big data around, you know, sort of global issues. And she studied uh, the pandemic 100 years ago and looked at uh, the impact of that. And she said one of the most amazing things that she saw was the 10-year period after the last pandemic was one of the largest building booms in, in world history. And, and so what was built were concert halls, major concert halls in cities, 
uh, and some of the largest buildings uh, in cities. And what it she gleaned from that was just the, to your point, was how much people wanted to get back together. Uh, and it, whether it was to celebrate or to work, uh, but, but ultimately uh, the sort of boomerang came back uh, sort of really hard to, to towards um, uh, in-person. Um, and uh, it'll be yeah. interesting to see for sure. Yeah, I will say at our business here, uh, because we build things and we're manufacturing, you know, we were deemed essential, which is kind of funny, but just the same, we've been in the building and we find ourselves very, very much more effective, very much more, uh, it's appealing to be in the building with the people you work with. It's, it's energy. Uh, it, it's just, there's something about being together, a camaraderie, a, a joint effort. And I think that's going to be kind of in the industry out there as a whole. And I think it's going to lead to a lot of success and a lot of fun, to be honest with you. That's great. Well, we, we I think after, it, it feels like the spring is sort of a rebirth. Uh, so hopefully uh, that's, that's all part of it. As the flowers sure. come out, uh, we, we all get to come out at the same time. But um, this was great, Joel. I, I really appreciate the, the wisdom and certainly uh, wish you tons of luck uh, and, uh, and continued great success with uh, Creative Dimensions uh, this year and, and going forward. Thank you, Bill. Been a pleasure to be on here and uh, I, I thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. And, and to our audience, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe and all those fun things so you uh, continue to get updates on uh, new content that we put out. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bill.